The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Victory Monday, if you will, times three for East Carolina Pirate Baseball. East Carolina sweeps George Washington. Cliff Godwin in his ninth season now at East Carolina is our guest live in the studio. Before we take our first break, Coach, just your reaction to the weekend. Not bad, huh? Uh, A lot better than last year, Bailey, (laughs) for sure. We heard that a couple of players said the same thing. That must have been almost H-E-double-L last year after that weekend. Uh, yes, you could say that for yeah, sure. I fit. But a great weekend for Pirate Baseball. We're going to go through each of the three games, get you ready for Campbell, get you ready for North Carolina. Cliff Godwin live in the studio. We'll also crank up our Facebook live feed. Your questions, your comments are welcome. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show after this. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here. Just Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. So forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. You don't pour this like any other cola. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Can your cola do that? I didn't think so. Unless you've got your own Nitro Pepsi. In which case, cheers to your great taste. Because you already know that the only thing better than the pour is the unapologetic cola taste. What else is there to say? From the creamy foam to the smooth texture to its unbelievably delicious flavor, this is cola like you've never had it before. Time to bring your taste buds to the next frontier. Nitro Pepsi. Smooth. Creamy. Delicious. Greenville Utilities Electric customers will soon be able to receive text notifications in the event of power outages. Enrollment is automatic, so make sure GUC has your cell phone number by signing into your account at GUC.com, then update the information in your user profile. Want to talk with someone instead? Call 252-752-7166 during business hours. 252-752-7166. Update us so we can update you. Visit GUC.com for more information. At Papa John's, we start with better. Like marinated oven roasted chicken tossed in our new hot lemon pepper sauce kind of better. And now you can find them on the Papa Pairings menu. Get two or more Papa Pairings favorites for just $6.99 each, only from Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! The winter sale is in full swing at Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington. All sale merchandise has been reduced to one half price. There's no better way to say I love you than with a beautiful gift from Russell's. The selection is good and the prices are great. Or perhaps you'd rather select from our new spring arrivals. That includes beautiful jewelry from Julie Voss, E. Newton, and Brackish. Russell's Clothing and the Pirate Nation, a winning combination for creating smiles. Go Pirates! 
Before you hit the road this travel season, be sure to get your tires inspected by the Tire Guys at Greenville Auto World. The Greenville Auto World service team sells all the top brands and economy tires if you need a new set. Need an oil change, state inspection, or AC repair? Greenville Auto World can work on any type of vehicle, and the monthly oil change special is only $29.99. Make an appointment now by calling 364-8730. For award-winning service, trust Greenville Auto World. This is Josh Gross, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our show, live in the studio. Cliff Godwin, head baseball coach at East Carolina. Great weekend for his Pirates, especially at the plate. I guess on the mound, too. I saw those stats as well, so you got to be pretty pleased overall. Let's go through the weekend. Let's start on Friday, because it's opening night, and everybody's all fired up and excited. you got a big crowd on hand, and that was the craziest weather, because it kind of looked like the clouds were heading out of there and then all of a sudden somebody put it in reverse and they backed right up and it was a mess wasn't it only at clark or claire right uh, <laughs> well I, I thought we were in a region all of a sudden yeah when uh when that wind shifted and it started getting a little bit cooler that always puts our antennas up and just nothing was on the radar until about five minutes i guess then before it started raining again and, and the field was already a little bit wet and once that rain came down and we couldn't get the tarp onto the field i, I knew it was going to be tough if and then spivey's hot so it, it's just puts you in a tough situation when you talk about the the welfare and the health of spives i thought it was better for us to play on saturday than have to wait three hours and then they really weren't sure if they could get the field dry as well so wait three hours and then not be able to play or wait three hours and spivey of course wanted to go out there i just didn't think it was in the best interest of his health and he he wasn't sharp on saturday and i think a lot had to do with it from him getting hot on friday and all the adrenaline going it was kind of weird because i knew it rained hard but then i was talking to coach palumbo as, as you guys were standing there and i, I said are you guys looking at like 8 eight thirty? and he said i don't think we're going to play at all to be honest with you because because of the weather it was so cold and wet and it's not going to dry that quick even the wind was blowing some would help some but it wasn't going to be a, a quick fix as you said it was gonna be like a three-hour wait and that's just not good for anybody well and not like 2021 when we were getting ready to play maryland in a regional championship where it's 95 degrees right the sun's out you know the sun helps a whole lot so i knew we were going to be in a a tough situation when you saw the water standing on the field it was almost like the a and t football game that year when the football team ran out right before the lightning started coming down they had to send everybody back in and they had to wait until the next day to play so we, we get rained out on friday night we come back on saturday the thing i wanted to ask you about on saturday is the the umpire when when carter spivey was warming up I don't know how much you can even talk about it, but I watched him and I was like, what are they talking about? Because, you know, even as a little league coach, you know, you don't want the umpire out there talking about your pitcher and you're going out and talking about what, what all went on there. Well, first off, don't get Coach Knight started because he was losing his mind in the <laughs> I dugout. Bet he was. Yeah, he was in red lights for like the first, you know, four or five innings. Uh, I was trying to calm him down. Um, but long story short, just the way Spivey warms up in between innings, he's telling J Dub or whoever the catcher is what pitch is coming, and then he kind of has his hands up high and he comes into a set position with his hands, and then he steps back into his rocker step. Well, once he comes set they're saying, okay, you're in the set position. You're not in the wind-up position. But in a real game, he's getting the sign from Coach Knight, and then he's starting his hands down at where the they're bottom, supposed to be. Where they're supposed right. to be, and then he can step back. So it was uh, – to 
be honest with you, just, uh, I mean, <laughs> it was one of those things I was like, you got to be kidding me. We're finally getting to play, and this is the first thing we got to deal with here. And, and, and it wasn't a short conversation either because you guys were out there for a little bit, and I kept thinking, like, he must be doing – I thought the same thing. I thought he's doing something wrong with, with the way he's pitching. And I asked somebody, and they said we, he, he started a different kind of uh, – way he was throwing the baseball and it was different than last year but you know that might be it but obviously that wasn't it but i mean still it's just you just don't want your pitcher to have something in his head like that right right away well right away and it, thank god it was spivey he's a fifth year senior where he was frustrated but you know it's like hey man i'll just go pitch from the stretch so um but i, I don't think that had the most to do with it. i think the most him not being sharp was just all the adrenaline going on i told him this morning he was getting treatment and i was getting treatment at the same time in womack's office uh been a lot on the knee the past two days i can tell you that um but uh listening to tiger woods talk about playing um in the golf tournament and how four days of the adrenaline like he said i can go play golf four days in a row but the you can never get the adrenaline like you get into a pga championship or whatever they were playing in and i told spivey i know that you don't want to hear an excuse but dude i know it was a lot on you yeah and and that was his first start and and last year he was you know just lights out coming out of the bullpen whenever you guys needed him it's like he put a cape on and came out and saved the day (laughs) that's what his role was last year uh the uh, american pitcher of the year did such a great job and i'm sure that you know he'll bounce back from that You, you know that friday night starter is such an important position because obviously that sets the tone for the weekend it sets the tone for the weekend for sure so that was a you know a little bit of a gut punch with you know us getting behind for nothing not how you draw it up but i thought our guys really did a good job of hanging in there and everybody the bullpen did a good job garrett sailor zach root who i'm sure you don't want to talk about because uh, he did an outstanding job and then our offense got their feet underneath them and we were able to score some runs late i mean i told our team yesterday you look at the first two box scores and you go oh ecu handled george washington right. pretty easily but that's not the case I mean, yeah. we're up one run in the eighth inning um, and we start out down for nothing so we know how hard it is to win college baseball games those first two games reminded me of last year during the 20 game winning streak just the way the guys would go to the ballpark and figure out a way to win the baseball game i think that's a sign of a mature team and that's just what, what i thought about during that game i thought okay you know they're down but they're certainly not out of it. And to see how they come back, and they rallied and came back, and then, then they, they took it all out in Game 3, just went, went nuts at the plate. But w- when you looked at, at Game 1 and falling behind, what was, what was the, the big difference in that game when you started the comeback? Well, I, I pulled the guys together. We, we really did not play well for the first four and a half innings of that game. We're down 4 nothing. We didn't play great defense. We didn't pitch great. I didn't think our at-bats were uh, quality up, up and down the lineup. We didn't hit a lot of balls hard. I mean, I think we flew out to the left fielder um eight times and it wasn't authority line outs or anything it was just lazy pop-ups which anybody in division one baseball can catch a pop-up but i thought we played well the the last half of the game but i really thought george washington as i told our guys was the aggressor offensively and on the mound at the beginning of both of the first two games and that was the message yesterday was let's be the aggressor early let's pound the strike zone on the mound and then offensively let's put up some runs and let's get a lead and let's play the aggressor for a little bit you mentioned zach uh zach root and the job that he did but uh he was lights out he was lights out uh we only had to pitch sailor one time i just saw him before i came over here and uh I was like, how about that, buddy? You only had to pitch one time this weekend. He goes, man, I'm so proud of the pitching staff. 
<laughs> get him in and get him out. But that, that and that was that was the situation with Zach coming in. You needed the door slammed, and he did just that. He did. The momentum changed. Uh, I, just his energy on the mound, his aggressiveness, and really they had no answer for him. And he went out there and did a great job. I would say Justin Wilcoxon had a good game in game one, but we're going to have to repeat that in game two and game three. But, man, he's seeing a big old watermelon up there, a beach ball up there, isn't he? Yeah, I just can't say enough about what he's done to get to the level that he's at right now. It's not been smooth sailing. He wasn't highly recruited. Um, comes in and never complains about playing time. I don't have his parents calling me, and now you look up and – He's got a chance to be one of the best catchers in the country as long as well with one of the best hitters in the country. And that's special. And no, he's not going to be able to do what he did this past weekend the rest of the season, yeah. but it's a hell of a start. On our Facebook live feed, Johnny writes in and says, great job keeping the uh, George Washington base runners in check. They had no stolen bases, one picked off runner, one runner caught. So uh, not only was he pretty good at the plate, pretty good defensively as well. No doubt. And uh, he's got a great arm. It's very accurate. Uh, he did a great job keeping the ball in front of him. You know, that was the cramping up a little bit in game two on Saturday night. And Womack's got a little trick. Uh, it's from Alec Burleson. Burley used to cramp all the time. And it's like a sour patch warhead that you give them and it just makes your taste buds send something to the brain that gets the cramp away i don't know you have to ask womack all the science behind it i gotta i gotta put that down and ask womack yeah it's it's pretty crazy (laughs) but uh you know i I looked at jadub and i said well you're not coming out so this has got to work here (laughs) also in game one jacob starling had a nice job on that deal star has just matured so much he actually did not have a great fall offensively i was a little bit disappointed and uh, coach Bortles has worked hard with him on his approach and stars always had the ability to be one of the best offensive players on our team and uh, a lot of times it's just immaturity as far as hey I want to pull the ball want to hit a home run and not use the whole field and he's done an unbelievable job in the preseason and it showed in the first three games of using the whole field how hard is it to teach a kid that that you don't have to pull it every time well it's just all the stuff they see on they just want to see the home run man they right. don't care about the the base hit to right that scores two runs and the tough at bats and it just makes you so um so much more susceptible to all speed when you're pulling off the ball and now he's just doing a great job using the whole field i'm always interested in the batting order and why people bat in certain slots jacob jenkins coward has got to be the tallest leadoff batter maybe in the history of college baseball yeah um i, I like hitting a guy that's very offensive in the leadoff spot i mean you can go back to norbs to packard, packard. um agnos at times yep. you know um but then having Hoof behind him, you know, if you need to bunt, you, you have him and then a guy in the three-hole who can run the ball at the park. So, really, the first two out of your three guys can do some damage offensively. Um, you know, that goes back to Packard and, you know, Hoof hit two, and then you'd have Brickhouse or Burleson hitting three or four. So, um where it makes it really hard on the pitcher in that first inning. Yeah, and you think back to, to those guys that, that have you know excelled in that leadoff slot, and you think Jacob Jenkins Coward, just his personality, he would excel in that slot. Yeah, he he you know in the fall we did it, and actually he uh, didn't necessarily like it, and we had a conversation. And I said, 
hey, look, uh, all the great ones I've ever coached didn't matter where they hit. You know, yeah. early, he would have hit leadoff if I'd have told him to. He would have hit all nine slots. Yeah. <laughs> Packard, you know, all those guys, and, and Norbs for sure. And um, he's embraced it now, and he's going to do a great job in that spot. Yeah, I think so too. Well, how's his speed on the base pad? Obviously, he's got the, the long stride. How's his speed as far he's as He's actually goes? probably better than what people anticipate. That's I mean, what he's I was a thinking. long strider. Um, is his first step as good as Luke Nowak? No, but man, you go put him out there and, you know, 60 yards is probably going to be a pretty close race. You mentioned Luke Nowak, and here's a guy that can just fly. Yeah. And we saw it. He uh, puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Yeah. Um, he gets down the line as quick as anybody I've coached. And I said this on the media, you know, I looked up on Saturday one time and, you know, he's standing on second base and it's like, wow, you know, he got there quickly. And, you know, going back to my LSU days, Jared Mitchell and Leon Landry and some of those guys, man, you look up and they're standing on second base. They're like coming on you. If you don't hold them up, they're going to third base. So um, exciting player for sure. Pirates win the opener nine to five. And we've talked about this a lot, especially when we went through that that post-COVID year when you were playing doubleheaders all the time. But doubleheaders, they're just difficult to win no matter who you're playing, no matter what the talent is. It's, it's a long day of baseball and they're hard to win. Um, yeah, it just makes it very difficult to navigate and you got to take it one pitch at a time. And then, you know, your position players are on their feet for eight to ten hours. So they've got to be tough, not just physically, they got to be tough mentally to be able to lock in and go up there and have it bats and play great defense and all those things trey savage got the starting game two for you and he pitched well he did but he really did not look good early um coach knight and i were sitting in the dugout was like well this is the most rusty he's looked in the entire preseason i'm glad it's you know against another team and not us uh the weekend before i mean he was just pounding the strike zone with all of his pitches and i think he had thrown 64 pitches in a, the last preseason scrimmage we had and 48 were strikes but the thing i was proud about was really his fourth and fifth inning were his strongest innings and george washington did a good job of taking away his fastball so he had to pitch backwards a little bit and that's good for him moving forward you know george washington leaves greenville zero and three but you had to be you you were impressed by him because they, they they took you know those those first two games took the lead and, and they played pretty well yeah ask coach knight how you know calling pitches against those guys uh you know we talked about it to our offense like hey those guys put together tough at bats against really good pitching and they weren't intimidated they weren't scared um i thought their first two starting pitchers did a really good job those first few innings keeping us off balance so uh, i thought they were a, a really good opponent you know especially on opening weekend you blow it open in the six with the eight runs jacob jenkins cowart with the grand slam yeah, J.C. got a swing off. I actually told him right before uh, he faced the left-handed pitcher that came in. I said, well, maybe you'll keep your front shoulder closed. The left-hander's coming up. And so he, he got a swing off. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. With the Grand Slam, eight-run frame. And uh, you don't get many of those during the year. So he got to like when you Yeah, when you hey, anytime you can get those crooked numbers up there, <laughs> Bailey, you're, and that's you're smiling. A, and that's a big crooked one, that, uh, that number eight. Then you came with Merritt Beaker after that out of the bullpen. Beaker, uh, you know, really had a rough start to his preseason. Uh, we've had a lot of high expectations for him. Of course, he pitched for some down the stretch last year, but got in there, um, got a slider going, and really, I thought our left-handed pitchers, for whatever reason, had success against their lineup. Sometimes they made it more difficult on our righties, but our lefties were able to go in there and have some success. And kind of like a weekend when you're able, you know, you, you got to play not only all of your offensive players, but all of your pitchers, too. You, you, you pitched almost 
almost everybody on the staff, didn't you? Yeah, we pitched almost everybody. Still a couple guys that didn't get in the game, but almost everybody got out there for the first time, which is a good thing. Um, it's always different when you're seeing a different uniform for guys to be able to get out there. But positionally, we pretty much played everybody that is going to be available for this year unless we have some more energy injuries then you know there might be a couple guys that don't red shirt so but i thought everybody that came off the bench did a really good job and wilcoxon had four more hits in game two <laughs> he, he's betting about a thousand and fifty i think but he uh he had another outstanding game and uh that, that's when you got somebody in that third slot that's hitting the ball like that makes yeah, life easier yeah it, it makes uh you know all the offensive uh, coaches feel a lot better when uh, that guy swinging it like that who's the hitting coach well, I, you know, <laughs> like I, I remember I last year you were ready to fire when that was you. So yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I'm not going to take any credit. Col- Colby has done an unbelievable job, and I've said this a lot, but with everything that I went through in the fall, our staff has just been tremendous. But Colby worked a lot with the hitters, and he's got to take a lot of credit for all of our guys doing so well the first weekend. Yeah, and I tell you what, and when you think about your staff, I mean, all the guys are just, you know, just quality guys. I mean, you know, they're they, great. They, they love baseball. They obviously love you. They love east carolina and it's really a neat thing to see they're great coaches and and i look if uh i was coaching the new york yankees i would take them with me um but they're great people too and you just don't see that much in our profession anymore and and they're um swiss army knives i mean coach knight's a pitching coach but he also caught in college and um they can do so many different things yeah coach knight i'll tell you what that job he did last year with that pitching staff and juggling everybody and we joked when he was on with us last week about tba you know, it was like every weekend, you know, TBA pitched twice on the yeah. weekend because that's how it was. I'm just glad I, I wasn't on social media early in the season when they thought I hired the, the wrong guy because I would like to – all those people that doubted the hire, they can look back and go, man, that guy did an unbelievable job. He did that. He did staff. that. Kenny writes in and says, great start. What would it take for you to sign a lifetime contract? Well, it's nobody's kind of, hey, nobody's offered me a lifetime contract. So, I, I mean – We may, get, we may get, the, <laughs> get the discussions going then. Hey, the most I've ever got offered was seven, and I took it. So uh, Breaking news. <laughs> We'll keep you here forever. All right, Cliff Godwin joining us live. We talked about the first two games of the series. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk about game three. We'll talk about the Camels of Campbell and North Carolina later on. Back with more after this. It's bow time. There's something special about the first bite of a Bojangles Cajun Filet Biscuit. Like an edible alarm clock that slaps you awake with bold Cajun flavor. The moment you sink your teeth into that soft, fluffy, made-from-scratch biscuit, then strike gold with a juicy piece of fried chicken, you'll know. Nothing beats the first bite. Except the second first bite. Get a Cajun Filet Biscuit combo today at Bojangles. It's bow time. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in eastern North Carolina. With homes in Blackwood, Mills Creek, Dalton's Cove and Farmville, and Belmar and Aiden, they're constantly expanding. Now to Laurel Glen and Sarah's Way, plus the new duplex community at Abigail Trails. BMS Builders can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or ECU football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes and they can build yours as well. Call 916-1578 for BMS Builders. 
The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of The Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! This is CJ Mayhew, and you're listening to Pirate Radio. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community owned, community powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Our Facebook live feed is open. Questions, comments for head coach Cliff Godwin after a sweep over George Washington. The Pirates now head to Campbell and then get set for the Carolina series. Two games in Greenville, one game to Chapel Hill, and the season all of a sudden is on. You guys, it takes a long time to get here. Once it gets here, it's, it's go time. Well, it's, it seemed like uh, we were just playing Texas in the Super Regional to me with everything I had going on. So it, it didn't seem like it took long to get here from, from then for me. But you're right. Once you get going, man, it's it's wide open. I think I said this at the banquet the other night, but but it's almost like all of us are spoiled because, and, and we are, you know, hosting regionals, this year hosting a Super Regional. But it's just such a cool time it's just it's just and i'm 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 spoiled because i got a great job so i get to go to batting (laughs) practice i get to go to batting practice and watch the guys you know see what their look in their eyes is all about and you know as they hit and everybody does interviews and then we wait around like last year for the super regional we waited around for texas and we did the same thing with those guys and interviewed their coach and just just the whole weekend to build up people asking for tickets and trying to get tickets and then then seeing the guys run on the field i mean it's just really i mean it's just I don't know how to even describe it. It's just so much fun, and like I said, we're spoiled. We're expected again this year, so get three and zero. So get cracking at it. But yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's it's unbelievable. And and when you're a coach, you know you never kind of step back and reflect enough. I don't think, and I definitely haven't reflected enough on what we've done well. It's always how can we get better. Right. Um, but you know, for me, like even though we we got crushed in game three, but having Eric Backage and Nick Schnabel and Chad Tracy and those guys being back and Lynn LeClaire and, and the LeClaire's the entire family it's it's it really is special yeah it's just it, it, that's it's unbelievable just everybody coming back for the thing and then you know hosting it and I remember we talked I can't remember the exact year you'll you'll say it right away but but when the Pirates didn't get a top eight seed and you said at the time 2019 we'll, yeah, we'll never get one you know, you know, Bailey, we'll never get one. If we don't get one this year, we'll never get one. Yeah, well, I'm glad that the critics actually tweeted at Kendall Rogers uh, last year when he, you know, said like a surprise or something. And I tweeted back at him that we earned it. I can't remember. You can go back and find it. But uh, all these coaches across the, the country uh, were texting me savage. And I was like, I've been holding that in for two and a half years. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I remember that look on your face. You're like, well, we'll never get one. Well, I, I mean, that 2019 team, man, you, you go back and look at our body of work, and we were fifth in the country at RPI. Yeah. Like our strength of schedule was top 10, and we had gone across the country, and we got swept by UCLA, UCLA who was number one in, in the country at the time. But we lost all the games by one run. And, right. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, and I thought that team had earned it, you know, and I just think that the committee this past year, there were some people that were non-Power 5 administrators on the committee, and I think that helped us out, where in past it's been all Power 5 on that committee, and they look at East Carolina, and it's like, oh, they're not Power 5, so they shouldn't host, and no offense, that's BS. Right. Certainly. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, and, and when you looked at just just how East Carolina hosted, you know, that was, you know, just, just the crowds and just everything that, that went on in that series. I mean, you know, Texas walked away from here with a regional, a super regional championship, but they knew that it was it was really tough to get. It was, yeah, I mean, their players came in and, uh, you know, Blake has told me the stories now since they're out of here. But, you know, oh, you guys had a first rounder? Oh, you guys, oh, you guys are pretty good. Blake was like, Hey, you're coming here. It's <laughs> like, right. hey, we earned this. You're coming to our place to play. Um, so, but um, no, it was a great atmosphere. And, and even this past weekend, I mean, you look at the fans and the buzz leading up to a Friday, yeah. you, you could feel it. it. It wasn't quite like regional, but you could feel the buzz around town. Everybody was talking about it the most since I've been the head coach, uh, as far as like, I mean, there was a lot of excitement in Greenville this past weekend. And yeah, you know, we, I've been on the road with you guys for super regionals, and you know, there's a lot of talk about it, but it didn't seem like it just overtook the whole town like it did in Greenville you know you go, yeah. you go to Louisville and places like that and this is no know. disrespect anywhere we right. played but I mean Lubbock was the toughest place to play yep. for sure um, and, and that was probably the closest to Greenville but when we host a regional super regional the, the town shuts down I mean right. look at the <laughs> amount and there's been numbers associated but I mean we create over millions of dollars of revenue mm-hmm. for the town of Greenville like that's pretty cool as well that's not why we do it but right. that's a good byproduct of what's going on yeah exactly all right game three and you said going into game three with george washington you know you talked to the guys and really wanted to get off to a good start and wanted to you know just take the bull by the horns yeah we did and i thought groves gave us a great quality start you know the first three innings were really good his fourth and fifth weren't quite as good but uh he gave us a great start good momentum and we scored i think three runs in that first inning um i think starling hit a double to to drive the two runs there so um i thought we executed our plan well and, and were the aggressor on yesterday and, and when you looked at things i mean you're, you get up three zip and they cut it to three two robbie wacker had a home run who's a greenville kid that was kind of cool i mean he he's got i know everybody in greenville thinks that's cool i didn't think it was cool i know <laughs> hey but i was sitting there I going, think hey. it was cool <laughs> <laughs> but no what was cool about it was afterwards getting this picture taken with the guys and, and and he wrote in social media how much respect and how he loved you know playing baseball in greenville the same thing you guys say in, in the videos baseball in greenville is different it's special and i think he he had the same ideas, and I thought it was kind of cool that the kid came in. Well, hey, uh, he had a two-run homer. I'm, I'm happy for him, but I'm more happy that we won. Oh, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a little tit for tat with that one. But then, uh, but, but then the thing about pirate baseball, when you guys are having success and winning baseball games, is that you tend to answer. So if you give up two, you answer, and you answered right there with five. Yeah, that's a, that's a good response there. So, yeah. uh, you know, when the other team, I'm sure they felt like, okay, we got some momentum going, and then our offense came in and, and put up a five spot. That kind of settled things down for a little bit, but then they came back and scored two more after that. So, 
there was this kid, uh, Wilcoxon, that had a big game. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but I think he had a good game in games one and two, but he also had a good game in game three. Yeah, I was laughing um, on Saturday. You Savage and, and Wilcoxon had post-game interviews, and I went back and I was like, those guys hate talking. <laughs> 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 they're the hey, they don't they're they're kind of like Gavin Williams and Hoove a little bit. Oh yeah, you know Hoove's, Hoove's coming along a little yeah. bit. Yeah, well Hoove's had some practice now. You know yeah. he's been here for five years. Yeah, but Wilcoxon had another big day. And then you think about the home runs hitting the game. Clonch had one. Makarevich had one. Uh, Ronnie Johnson had one. I mean you guys just just pulled it on twenty three to five. And in baseball we were saying in defense, you know you're not trying to run the score up on anybody, but you got guys going up to hit like hey I, I'm gonna get mine. I'm up here to bat. I'm gonna get mine. And that's pretty much what we saw well and i want our guys to go out there go up there and not throw away at bats i mean these guys that are coming off the bench i mean they're vital parts of our team and for us to win a championship those guys are gonna have to play and for clunch to come off the bench and have two hits and one of them being a home run riley johnson got a home run um you know but to get all those guys out there you know rasmussen back on the field and nate crispin back on the field burgess got his first at bat delisi got in to catch the ninth for the first time so um it's great experience for those guys like i said as much as we scrimmage and stuff you just can't put a price tag on them getting experience against another opponent you, you talk so much about roles for players but but this seems to be a team that already they kind of know their roles but those roles change during the year too don't they they do yeah. i mean you know josh Morland, you know said it on pirate radio that cam clonch has played great you know and clonch got a start in game two and uh clonch is a great competitor um i love the way he competes and i love that the teammate he is i mean he he worries more about east carolina baseball winning a game than really what it affects him personally if he's playing to start the game or he's coming off the bench because he's one of our best left-handed hitters. All right, Brandon writes in and wants to know if that knee's ready for a, a jungle jump. You ready? It is not ready for a jungle <laughs> jump. I told, I promised the guys it's one of the coolest moments I've had, and I've had some cool moments here. But you know, at the time when I told the guys, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna jog out there on opening day," and they kind of looked at me like. Coach, you got a long ways to go when I said that. And that was, even though we didn't play on Friday night, that was the coolest moment because they were so fired up that I jogged out to left field. But, man, I don't know if I could jog out left field today. So, <laughs> hey, definitely no jungle jump. No jungle jump. All right, the Facebook Live feed continues. Questions or comments for head coach Cliff Godwin. We'll take another commercial break. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on this Victory Monday times three for East Carolina after this. Greenville Utilities Electric customers will soon be able to receive text notifications in the event of power outages. Enrollment is automatic, so make sure GUC has your cell phone number by signing into your account at GUC.com, then update the information in your user profile. Want to talk with someone instead? Call 252-752-7166 during business hours. 252-752-7166. Update us so we can update you. Visit GUC.com for more information. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. 
East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether you're putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around, guaranteed. Saturday, April 8th, the NC Strutmasters Championship is back. Presented by Leopold and coming back to Farmville. Turkey hunters from all over the country are headed east to put their skills to the test. And the top scoring birds will win big cash prizes up to $30,000. Plus live performances by Nate Hosey and the Carolina Treat Band. A weigh-in will be held at R.A. Wood Farms, 39 Vanderford Thomas Road in Farmville, North Carolina. Registration is now open for two-man teams at ncstrutmasters.com. Brought to you by Sam Jones Barbecue, Big Rock Power Sports and Marine, Mossy Oak, Spring Hill Outfitters, Carolina Caliber, Mossberg, Doug Henry of Farmville, and Hayden Outdoors Real Estate. Deadline to register is April 3rd, or the first 165 teams. And we'll see you there for the NC Strutmasters Championship. This is Coach Blake Carroll, defense coordinator for East Carolina football. And you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show as we continue on with head coach Cliff Godwin with Pirate Baseball. East Carolina gets a sweep over George Washington this past weekend. Now it's on to Campbell. Let's talk about some of the numbers from this weekend. We talked about Wilcoxon, but his total numbers for the weekend, 10 of 14, nine runs scored, three doubles, two home runs, and eight RBIs. That's a great six weeks for most people, isn't it? I mean, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable weekend. You know, somebody asked me. I think it might have been you. I, was I like, think it was. I, absolutely <laughs> not. I never had a weekend <laughs> like that. <laughs> I did. I said, Coach, you had a lot of good weekends for East Carolina. Did you have anything close to that? But I, I, could, I couldn't remember once. That's why I thought I'd ask you and see what, what I wasn't that situation. good, really. I, I don't uh, really, you were good. I, I was a seven-hole hitter in a really good lineup. So. You had a good lineup, man. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about some of those guys in that lineup. Chad Tracy and John Williamson. Yeah, Williamson. Lee Delphine. Joe Hastings, wow. Bryant Ward. Man, yeah, that's some good. That's some good. Good pirate baseball, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and that was you mentioned it a minute ago about the the super regional and the region, but guys coming back. But that was a who's who out in the outfield back there. I loved it out there. I, I stuck back there, and it was like I knew everybody, and everybody was having a good time. And it was it was a credit to you to bring all those guys back because I think sometimes at East Carolina, and and I think it's I think it's because administration changes, and they they weren't here for all that. But you kind of lose sight of the of the old guys, and, yeah. and we got to do a better job of getting in all sports. Well. 
Danielle Morin has done a really good job. You know, that area over on the first base side between the hitting indoor and Clark LeClaire Stadium, Danielle's done a great job of just getting the alumni over there. And that area for regionals and super regional was really for baseball alumni. And they had a great time. I mean, from Tommy Eason, you know, and older guys yeah. to the guys I played with to Matt Bridges and Cam Colmore, you know, guys that had just got done. So it was awesome. It was a who's who. It, it was. It was all the old guys, all the new guys, and, and the ages were very different, but it was a, a lot of fun. All right, for the weekend, the pitching staff, 29 Ks, 11 walks, gave up only five extra base hits. Pretty pleased with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, we uh, only gave up three runs out of the bullpen, I think, is yep. what AK told Three earned runs yep. out of the bullpen, 15 and a third innings out of the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, other than you savage, you know, Spivey and Groves to start. I mean, Groves to start the first three innings were really good. We're hoping that we can continue to lengthen those guys, but at the end of the day, we, we know what uh, we have to do if to win a game. If, if we have to go to the bullpen, we can do it. And that's a luxury to have, isn't it? I mean, when you know, okay, if some guy is struggling a little bit, you got guys down there. We do, and it gives other guys opportunity to prove themselves, and you know, we probably weren't expecting Zach Root to go out there and go three and two-thirds, yeah. but when you're rolling like that, you ain't taking that guy. That's there. right, yeah. He's staying <laughs> in. And I talked to Austin about this earlier, but but the, the conversations that you guys go in, in the dugout, I mean, to me, that's that's part of the fascinating part about baseball. I'd love to be sitting right beside you and just listen to say, you know, do you, hey, what, what's he look like to you? Well, he looks good to me, but you know, he's not hitting his spots or, or that kind of thing. Yeah. I was worried about, <clears throat> you know, you savage a little bit just because I don't know how many pitches, pitches end up throwing but he'd only thrown 64 and he was around that 80 mark i think before the fifth inning and, and ak said now let us let's let him go back out because he's finding a rhythm um but we talked before the game and we have a card that uh he puts down all the guys and we talk about guys that we, we were to bring in if if runners are on and then we have guys that start clean innings and then the way the game's going and stuff so uh pretty cool conversation it's not about it this year but ben newton when i had my second surgery he lives in raleigh now and he he came by and we had dinner one night in the hospital and he said hey coach i never asked you this but why did you leave agnos in that uva game I said, well, because everybody else had already pitched. He was our guy, like, and we got nobody else better down there, so we were either going to lose the game or win the game with Zach Agnos. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> it worked out well. It did. <coughs> Excuse me. It worked out very, very well. The emotion, yeah, I still remember the emotion of, of Zach Agnos on that hill, and yep. that's that's something that, you know, you know, when you lose a player like that and they, and they move on, you think in the back of your head, you got to think, how do we replace that? But it seems like you always are able to. Well, you look and you could see JC's personality coming out last year as we were making that run, that 20 game win streak. You know, I love the Gronk spike in the AAC tournament, <laughs> yeah. you know, when, and, and it's not like, you know, they, they look at Coach Scott. I want them to have fun, but I also want them to respect the game at the same time. But it was such an emotional thing. He lays out in right center field and he just gets up and nobody had ever told him to do that. Right. It's just, it's just right. an emotional thing and he spikes it down. What a great moment. But you could see his personality coming out and of course Zach was an emotional leader on the field for last year's team but you know JC's kind of taking over that role for us when you look at uh, what's ahead Campbell comes to uh, to mind now East Carolina and Campbell coming up tomorrow night you'll play them later this season in the minor league park down in Fayetteville but this one will be at uh, at Campbell this yeah tomorrow night's at, at Campbell Bowie's Creek uh, it'll be packed the weather's supposed Jim to be Jim Perry Stadium yeah yeah it'll be slam packed and there'll be standing room only for sure and 
they're going to throw a really good pitcher at us that you know probably throwing 98 miles an hour with a good slider and they'll have everybody towed up ready to go for the pirates yeah and, and that's one of those things you know there's certain certain games that come up and that's that campbell game campbell always wants a little east carolina don't they well, and back when I played, no offense to them, but they weren't that good. Right. Now they're good. Right. I mean, Very they got good. first rounders. Yeah. I mean, Kate Keeler, who started against us last year in the midweek, he's on the USA team this summer. And I was like, hey, man, like, I'm going to have to call Coach Hare. You're not pitching against us in the middle of the week again. We're facing a Friday night starter in the middle of the week. That's crazy. So uh, he did start game one for them. So we don't have to face him, but we're going to face another good guy. But they're really good and they're confident in who they are. And, uh, you know they want to beat us as badly as anybody in the country for sure they won two out of three this weekend against Rutgers. yep yeah yep yep so um they'll be ready to go yeah. this is uh this is a game they have marked on the calendar every year and, it, and it's really good there's so much good baseball in the state and i think it's great that you know you're playing you know you play in the north carolinas you play the states you play you know you, you go out and, and play the charlottes and it just just all all the baseball that's just in the state of north carolina it's great. I said this earlier um, as well, but um, everything's two hours or less to be able to play the type of competition we can, especially in a midweek game. Right. So the guys aren't getting back at 2 a.m. because you had to drive four hours to go play a midweek game to play a quality opponent like you have. Like when I was at Notre Dame, I mean, there ain't a lot of great baseball around that area. So midweek games were a little tricky as about who you were going to play. Yeah. And, and when you look at just uh, just the schedule there, you play Campbell at Campbell, then you come back for the Carolina Series. I know last Last year, where the Carolina series was two in Chapel Hill and one in Greenville, and everybody was all fired up because they wondered why in the world would you do that? Well, the reason you did that is because this year you've got two at home and then one in Chapel Hill, so it kind of works out. You would think people would start trusting me after I've been doing this for a couple <laughs> you would years. Think, you know, hey, what, I told them that last year, but it, hey, all over social media, they didn't thought, believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina's mistreating us again. Like, how yeah. could they do that? Yeah, Cliff, they, Cliff won't stand up to yeah, them. I they won't that. play us in football, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny because we all knew that this year would be yeah you know, so, yeah yeah. So. And I appreciate, and I always want to say this. Uh, I appreciate Coach Forbes wanting to do this because ultimately it's got to be a mutual agreement. Right. Also appreciate Coach Avent being willing to play us home and home again and uh you know that water's on the bridge all the all the bad blood that we used to have and he actually worked with us some this summer with the usa guys before we went over to the netherlands and he's actually a really good dude and uh he's from well that's no fun i know troy Troy dreyfus always wants me to be mad at the guy and i'm like hey i'm not mad at him too i thought he was a nice guy too but yeah yeah. (laughs) but still you like you gotta like the robbery so it'll still be a robbery on the field though obviously these Carolina guys want to beat state guys. Well, I hope so. Yeah. It didn't look like that when we played them early last year at home because I think we lost 2 nothing. And Coach Avent goes, man, that was the least emotional East Carolina NC State game I've I ever remember, been a part of. I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was something. All right, so North Carolina comes to town. You know, Do you talk about anything different, or is it kind of the, the Cliff Godwin mode of, hey, we, if we play Pirate Baseball, we'll have success. We don't worry about who the opponent is? Well, we'll talk about the crowd. I mean, it's going to be a regional type atmosphere. I mean, that's, you know, people buy season tickets. After a great t- hey, crowd this week. Yeah, but people yeah. buy season tickets so they can Just come to that game. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So the fans make it more important than what I do. I mean, you know, just to be honest with you, I mean, Spivey's a little bit sore from this past weekend. And I was in the training room. This morning, I said, hey, look, man, like you got to promise me. I know how bad you want to pitch on Friday night. But if you don't feel good, 
we're going to ruin our season if you go out there and get hurt and we right. like, you've got to have a mature mindset about this and he will but at the end of the day man it's it's a rivalry game it's great for fans it's great for college baseball in the state of North Carolina but it's not going to make or break our season I know right. it will for fans because right. they'll go right. around and their buddy who's a Carolina fans talking junk to them if Carolina beats us <laughs> and they right. can't stand it but at the end of the day man we're trying to go out there and play our best baseball and I love it because it puts them in a regional type atmosphere. They're going to play a very good quality opponent. The place is going to be packed, um, and it's good experience for our guys. Go back to when you played, and if the coach comes up, if Coach Leclerc comes up to you and says, "Look," and you weren't a pitcher, obviously, but still, you know, if you're if you get hurt in that game, but you're going to want to play, that's got to be really hard for Carter or any of those guys when they're put in that position because they do. You know, Carter wants to go out and and show that he's the 2022 American Pitcher of the Year and that he can get out anybody, including Tar Heels. Yeah, one of the maddest times Coach Leclerc's ever been at. We were playing at Miami in '01, which was my senior year when we hosted the regional and the super regional and. Um, we lost on Friday night by one run and then Saturday we beat him while I tweaked my hamstring um, going into second base and it was actually pretty bad and so our athletic trainer went to coach and said on Sunday he said his, his hamstring's like 50% I don't know if he's going to play or not and uh, so coach LeClaire didn't put me in the lineup so I went up and looked at the lineup I'm like what's going on and I went to him I was like no I'm playing and he was so pissed at me. But he still played me, and I had a home run. <laughs> there you go. It worked out. Yeah. But, but that's that, that's got to be one of the hardest things in athletics because what you said is exactly right because Carter Spive is a very important part of this team, this pitching staff, and if something could ha- would happen. But, but you know, in his heart, he wants to pitch, and he's, he's got to figure that out, and that's got to be, you know, I guess Zach yeah. comes into play too, won't I? Zach comes into play, but – Spivey, he is mature about things, you know. I I think that either he'll feel good and he'll be ready to go, or he'll say, "Hey, coach, I'm not ready to go," and you know, we'll miss the start and we'll go from there. Oh, we got a question that came in: Will Troy make it to a baseball game before the regional starts? <laughs> uh, I would go with the under on that. If I was a betting person, I'm not a betting person, but if I no, was, that's that's hilarious. He definitely will not do an interview before regionals for sure. <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, he'll be out there, I'm sure. Who asked he'll, that? He'll uh, clip? The clip asked that? No, it wasn't clip. <laughs> I'm not sure who it was that came in there and asked that, but it popped up on the on the feed. All right, we're going to take our final commercial break. We'll come back, and then we'll wrap things up with Cliff Godwin as we get you set for Pirate Baseball for the rest of the year. It's been a great conversation so far. Hang on. Back with more after this. You've had your new computer a few years now, but lately it's been running super slow, acting strange, and you're worried about viruses and losing data. This is driving me mad! Let the experts at University PC Care in Greenville and Newburn professionally diagnose your Mac or PC to see what's really going on. They'll determine the root cause and not just symptoms, so you don't waste money fixing the wrong issues. Call 252-558-1280 for in-store or remote service, or make an appointment online at universitypccare.com. Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. Drive right! 
Hey, sports fans, one of the most beloved athletes ever to play for the Atlanta Braves, Dale Murphy, is coming to Greenville on Sunday, April 2nd. Table sponsorship and ticket information to a dinner with Dale Murphy is available now at PR927FM.com. Don't miss your chance to meet a living legend and hear Dale Murphy talk about his career, leadership, resilience, integrity, and more. It's a dinner with Dale Murphy, Sunday, April 2nd. Details available now at PR927FM.com. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. UniversitySportswearENC.com is your one-stop shop for all promotional products for your business. With over 1 million items to shop from, UniversitySportswearENC.com offers high-quality products at prices to fit any budget. Visit UniversitySportswearENC.com for contact information and to get shopping. UniversitySportswearENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. talk to yourself about where to eat today and then you hear Warren's hot dogs then you're thinking yeah two hot dogs chips and a drink for only 625 would be awesome Warren's hot dogs and maybe some homemade lemonade perhaps a pizza or a sub and definitely an apple or peach turnover Warren's hot dogs don't overthink where to eat today go to Warren's hot dogs in Greenville across from Ron Ayers or in Chacoanity next to the fire station Warren's hot dogs serving the pirate nation since 1991 go pirates well, if it isn't the pirate captain. Pirate Radio. The beard's looking great, my man. The voice of the pirate nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. We did have someone write in and said Troy will be here this weekend because they're playing Tar Heels. <laughs> That's right. Tar Heels, Troy will be yeah, there. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, we'll leave him alone uh, from now on. Is he back from Nashville yet? Uh, I haven't seen him. Maybe he's not. <laughs> he's not back? Yeah, yeah. He's not here to defend himself, so it doesn't matter. All right, uh, East Carolina, North Carolina coming up, two in Greenville, one then in Chapel Hill, then the trip to Duke. And then one of the great weekends of Pirate Baseball, year in and year out, is the Keith LeClaire Classic. And I know that means so much to you. Uh, you, you get the teams to come in. Uh, Lynn usually comes in with the children. She's that, coming. She's yep. coming back. Yep. Yeah. She's uh, She's a rock star she uh she always texts me she texts me opening day every year and uh puts things into perspective and uh she is uh, a godsend in my life for sure and um just so special when they come back and throw out the first pitch and they're at every regional whether it's home yeah, or away I've, they're at I've every super regional and uh i get emotional because i just remember 19 when we <laughs> lost game one and she came around the corner we get replaced state and i was like we lost the regional in 18, and I was like, golly, this doesn't look good. And Lynn keeps coming back. So, um, I mean, she just gave me a big hug. But she she knows how hard it is to go play in the College World Series. I mean, she lived it with Coach LeClaire, and she sees it now. 
she wants it as bad as anybody else, but she knows that's not going to determine if these young men are successful right. or not. It's not going to be the thing that, well, I mean, some people might say I'm a failure, which I'm okay if we don't get there and they call me a failure. Uh, I might couldn't have said that 10 years ago, but I can say it now um, because I know we do things the right way and we got good kids. She was such an inspiration to all of us as we watched what was going on with Coach LeClaire. And Coach LeClaire was an inspiration. Obviously, he would, you know, even when he couldn't, you know, do anything on his own, he was still sending out, you know, um, uh, just devotionals yeah. every day and, and just, you know, and I was going through a divorce and he was sending me stuff out. And I'll never forget, I've told this story a couple of times, but he heard that I got thrown out of a softball game. I was coaching my daughter's <laughs> team. And I walked in and on his on his eye gaze machine, he typed out the words and said, said welcome to my home, Bobby Knight. And I thought that was just, you know, here's a guy that was just didn't have a whole lot, you know, to do going for him yeah. right then, and and he was able to type that out and laugh about it internally because he couldn't laugh outside. But it was just uh, he was he was really something, and you know, all the as we talked about some of your teammates, all the great guys that came through the program under Coach Leclaire. But that that weekend always means, and, and the ALS walk, I've had a chance to MC that for like 25 years now, and I'm, I'm back again this year, so we'll have that. I think that's coming up in May. When is your mustache when does that start mustache march as <laughs> melissa points out march is march and this is still february i'll start growing it as soon as the calendar turns but talking i'll about, get it going talking about coach leclerc's humor even though he was really sick uh in 2004 i was a volunteer assistant at unc wilmington and we played in the east carolina regional um at, when i was coaching at unc wilmington we lost them in the championship game well i got thrown out i was coaching first base and, and got thrown out of that game because it was a bad call and i went to see coach leclerc next week and he says you should have got thrown out <laughs> <laughs> he, knew. he knew yeah. all right another question coming in will cliff's cab be happening this season what's yes. the latest on cliff's cab yeah we uh we had it scheduled for last week but everything with uh jeff charles passing yeah. we did not want to do it uh last week so um it is scheduled for thursday you know it's supposed to be warm outside so we're, we're scheduling it for thursday and meat ores all locked in so um young's physical therapy is sponsoring it this year so we're super fired up to have it yeah, that'd be a lot of fun because uh, you go around campus and, and educate those on pirate baseball and, and and the more you do it the less education you have to give them because yeah. they're starting to get it they're starting to get it i mean i thought there was a great student section i saw uh somebody put on social media this was hilarious if you hadn't seen it everybody go look at it but uh one of the football players is buddies with cam clonch so he's filming uh, himself and some other buddies out in right field talking junk to the right fielder for George Washington and basically telling that Clonch is going to hit a home run and then he does it. So um, <laughs> I saw it on social media. It was hilarious. Uh, but one of the football and we appreciate all the athletes that come out and support us as well. Yeah, and, and that means a lot to those guys because I think they enjoy you know getting a break from from their sport and coming out and watching a you know a quality product on the field because you know year in and year out as we keep talking about the fact that you guys uh, you know year in and year out it, it's like when you guys when you go to an East Coast Pirate baseball game, it's not you know. The question is is will they win this one? Because they're going to compete. I mean, it's, it's going to be you know, it's, it's something that I think that you have to get over a hump, and you got over it a long time ago. But every time a Pirate baseball team takes the field, they've got a chance to win, no matter which team you play in the nation. 
Well, and that goes back to, you know, even the guys in 2015 and winning the conference championship and the 16 team who was the first regional championship in Charlottesville. And those guys continued to pass on a legacy. And then, you know, our first recruiting class was really the, the Brickhouse, the Packard, Jake Agnos, Trey Benton, all those guys. I mean, they left legacies within our program. And then they passed it on to younger guys. And, you know, Matt uh, Bridges, Cam Colmore, who were here for six years, and Tyler Smith for five. I mean, they just keep passing on the legacy to younger guys, and then when they get done, like a Bryson, that they've passed on their legacy as well. You know, you brought up the UCLA series earlier. I meant to tell you then, but I know I married the right girl because when you were playing UCLA, she was. I think I'm not sure if it was on TV or she no, was listening to no, it. No, no, Bryant Packard. That's what it was. was he a was Facebook, doing, Facebook live, Facebook live in it. So I get home and I, and I was you know trying to get home to see because I was watching at the station too and I couldn't do anything in the car so I get home and the first thing she says is why do you take Agnos out? And I'm thinking, I think, or maybe was it Agnos? Yeah, yeah it was. was yeah. yeah. Why do you think Agnos? I said, I don't know. Fill me in on what's happened so far. So I knew that I had the right one. So we're, <laughs> we're going to the Caymans later on this yeah. week yeah nice. I'll, I'll be watching the Carolina series from the Cayman so I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on you from, <laughs> from there so it's our 10th anniversary trip. I promised her every hey, five years I'd take her hey, so. well congratulations yeah. and really congratulations to her exactly <laughs> she deserves it alright final thoughts as we get set to go to Campbell what are you looking for in that game uh, we're going to look at uh, going out there and, and understanding the opponent's going to be ready to go and we got to go out there and play our best brand of baseball it'll be a great road test and uh, you know if we don't play well we will lose I can promise you that so we got to go out there and, and continue to get better no starting pitcher as of yet because you're going to talk to the team today yeah but yep. you know as far as the but it's going to be you know more of what you saw last year it'll be a guy that starts the game and then we're going to throw a lot of guys tomorrow all right pirates and the camels and then north carolina comes to town for a big series friday and saturday and then sunday's game will be in chapel hill coach thanks so much for coming in this has been a great hour man flew by and i certainly enjoyed it well thank you for having me that's head coach cliff godwin with pirate baseball and that is our show i'll miss next week's show me back with you the first of march for Mustache March. We'll get that thing <laughs> cranked up. Have a great sports week, everybody. This has been the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Tap Tap and Hagelin, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio 93.3.